from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you here on the final Wednesday of the month of February. I'm Jeff Parles. A few more days before our guy Gilly is back from vacation next week. We're happy to be with you, though. We got a great show lined up for you today. We actually are going to do, I, I said earlier in the week, we weren't going to do anything baseball-wise until they reached an agreement, but I'm making an exception today. Our guy, Josh Towers, we haven't heard from since the week after the World Series. We're going to hear from him in 15 minutes' time. Really looking forward to catching up with Josh Towers 15 minutes from now at 10.15 Eastern time. Jim Root of Three Man Weave, a, a really eventful college basketball day yesterday. A lot of tight games. Some interesting officiating in Hartford last night. We'll get Jim's thoughts on all that in a half hour's time. Jason Weingarten of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast with us here at VSIN. We'll have him at the top of the next hour. And a Brady Cannon, the ho- one of the hosts of the best golf betting show that has ever existed. Long shots. He'll be with us at 1130 uh, to uh, look at this week, the Honda Classic as we go from California to Florida. So the California swing, the West Coast swing done. It was a tremendous West Coast swing for our long shots crew, especially our guy Wes Reynolds, who hasn't won, not one, not two, but three weeks in a row on the PGA Tour with a future. So excited to talk to Brady Cannon at 11.30 Eastern time. But a lot to get to yesterday there was all sorts of thinking to be done when Aaron Rodgers sent out that cryptic Instagram post on Monday night. Some thought, oh, this reads as a I'm leaving Green Bay post. This reads as a retirement post. This reads as Aaron Rodgers is acting like he's smarter than most people in the room, even though that's up for debate. And it's just more Aaron Rodgers nonsense. And in the end, it basically was Aaron Rodgers' nonsense. More than anything, he goes on Pat McAfee's show yesterday. There's roughly half the country watching Pat McAfee's stream on YouTube. Uh, I'm included. Our producer, Wyatt Tomchak, included uh, yesterday. Aaron Rodgers made it easy immediately. Yeah, I'm not announcing anything on my decision today. Great. Good. I can turn it off. I can leave. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was apparently doing this uh, cleanse over the last two weeks 
uh, I, I've never heard of what this uh, Panchakarma cleanse was before. Did, did you do your homework after yeah, uh, primetime action last night? Yeah, it just uh, why just a lot of nonsense more than anything. For uh, <laughs> would it be for, something that you you're interested in? Not at all. Okay, not one okay. bit. Not okay. one bit. But but I'll say this with Aaron Rodgers again, because there are odds out there, not at BetMGM but other sports books, of where Aaron Rodgers is going to play to open the season next year. The Green Bay Packers are still over a two dollar favorite at DraftKings to be a to be the place where he takes. The number one, his first snap of the year. I, until further notice here, until the moment comes that Aaron Rodgers either announces, I am not returning to Green Bay, or I am not returning to the National Football League for the 2022 season, I expect Aaron Rodgers to be in green and gold, or green and yellow, whatever you want to call it, in Green Bay. That's where I expect him to be. I. It just makes too much sense for him to return in a – again, we've talked about this. We know Aaron Rodgers doesn't go with traditional thinking. But the NFC, as we've talked about, Tom Brady's not there anymore, so Tampa's not a threat. By the way, yesterday Bruce Arians was defending Blaine Gabbard. If you want to go ahead and start Blaine Gabbard as your quarterback moving forward, Tampa, be my guest. Enjoy your 5 and 12s. Enjoy your 6 and 11s. Heck, maybe even your 3 and 14s if you start playing Gabbard next year, especially with all the free agents that probably aren't returning to Tampa next year. Be my guest. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, staying in Green Bay from a football perspective is the only move. It makes no sense for Aaron Rodgers to leave Green Bay, especially for Denver. We talked about it. Why would you leave for Denver you're looking at a second or third place finish in all likelihood out west still. Sure, they could get hot with a last place schedule win the division, but it would be a surprise. They'd still be an underdog. They'd be at best the second bet. They'd be the second betting favorite with Aaron Rodgers in the AFC West. We see that right now with the Super Bowl odds where Aaron Rodgers is still a Green Bay Packer and the Denver Broncos are the sixth, seventh favorite to win it all. So I am I am in a, still in the camp. Stay with Green Bay. Don't worry. Don't don't go elsewhere. The best chance to win a Super Bowl is in Green Bay. And keep in mind here, one seed two years ago, losing the NFC title game to Brady and the Bucs. I don't have to remind everyone of the debacle that happened this year. 13-10, no offensive touchdowns for San Francisco. And Green Bay still can't win the game at home in ideal Packer weather. Please, please Where, don't please don't remind me. Yeah, I'm sorry, why? But 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 in the end, for Green Bay, you're hoping Aaron Rodgers comes back. We already saw the Jordan Love experiment in that Kansas City game. Sure, it's unfair to judge him on one real start. I don't really take anything from Week 18. The the Lions were playing hard, and the Packers were playing backups when Love was in the game. So you can't really take much from Week 18. But the Arrowhead performance was ugly. It was ugly from Jordan Love. And yet Green Bay covered that game. That was a nice, satisfying cover that week uh, of Halloween in Kansas City. Speaking of Kansas City, again, there are going to be moves throughout these next few days. You can start franchise tagging guys. That started earlier this week. Kansas City cleared some cap. Uh, Anthony Hinchins got cut. Uh, Not really earth-shattering news, except for the fact that Kansas City doesn't really have much linebacker depth. Uh, This move really... Precipitated by the fact that Nick Bolden, the rookie out of Missouri last year, was great. Uh, again, 
there will be small little moves that fly under the radar, like this with Hinchins, that will have a little bit of importance. Hinchins, by the way, I don't think Hinchins was any good at any point in Kansas City, so I don't think this is a big loss at all. I just think that more than anything, the important thing for KC, clearing eight and a half million off the cap. That is important for Kansas City moving forward. Again, the Chiefs, as we know, them in Buffalo, the the co-betting favorites in the Super Bowl markets, in the AFC markets. BetMGM has them both at 15-2. to If we like just regular numbers, plus 750 on that for both Kansas City and Buffalo going into uh, at least the the true slow beginnings of this NFL offseason. Last night, college hoops real quick. The game of the night was in Hartford. And the game landed right on the closing number. It took a real interesting finish to get on the closing number. In the Big East, UConn. Beats Villanova, 71-69. Humongous win for the Huskies. A win that I thought they would get. Not in the fashion that it happened, though. Danny Hurley ejected in the first half. Got one tech. Then pumped up the crowd after the second tech. Really no interaction with the officials at all. James Breeding had enough. Teed him up. Tossed him. Total, total ridiculousness from the officiating crew. And that big of a game to toss Danny Hurley over that. So that was in the first half. UConn took a one-point lead into the locker room. Villanova took a four-point lead in the last minute of the game. They missed the front end of a one-and-one, up four, under 30 seconds to go. And this is now when it gets a little bit interesting here. Four-point game, under a minute to go, UConn, 21 seconds left. Tyler Pulley comes down, hits a three. Okay. 69, 68, 21 seconds left. Then Colin Gillespie gets tied up, quote, unquote, tied up in the corner. I thought it was a clear foul on R.J. Cole. I thought he reached over the top, got his arm. I don't want to say hooked his arm because it wasn't a hook and hold, but he clearly fouled him. Refs call it a jump ball. Connecticut has the arrow. Huskies get it back. Connecticut runs it down. Cole makes a nice drive to the bucket. Scores with five seconds left. Huskies lead by one. Villanova takes the timeout. Set up a play. Gillespie comes streaming down the court. Connecticut defender slides in. I thought Layden was still moving. Doesn't matter. James Breeding calls an offensive foul. One second left. If you have if you have Villanova plus two. You're like, oh, my God, are we really going to lose this? Up four with 21 sec, up four with 25 seconds left. We're really going to lose a plus two. UConn fouls Andre Jackson with point, or excuse me, Villanova fouls UConn's Andre Jackson with point two seconds left. <laughs> point two. Villanova's done at this point. All they can score on is a tip. Jackson is a one-on-one, makes the front end, intentionally misses the second, which you could have argued he could have intentionally missed the front end as well. Villanova couldn't make an 87-foot tap-in, which is not humanly possible. Regardless, Jackson makes one of two. Time runs out. Villanova falls at Connecticut 71-69, your final. I, on the morning, I never, I didn't bet this game. I liked UConn the whole day. I just couldn't bring myself to bet them. 
I would have ended up with the money back in my pocket, which would have been fine with the way that went. I know, uh, I know someone else in this uh, studio had Villanova That was a line. poorly officiated who, who, game. Who's not, who's that was the ha- worst officiated <laughs> game I've ever seen in my life. Not happy there. Villanova Moneyline was robbed from me. Nah, look, here's the, here's the deal in the end, though. For UConn, importance-wise here, two things. For UConn, they are playing like the team that, that, that looked like the team that they should be the whole year. They're very talented. For Villanova, the biggest thing going forward is they, you got to find a if you're Villanova, you want to find a way into the East region. Playing in your backyard in Philadelphia, any loss leads to the committee having any excuse to dip you down out of the Philadelphia region. Josh Towers, baseball talk next, numbers game Visa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Nevada's premier sports betting app. It's BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology. Fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 and older and physically located in Nevada, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. And now with us, we take a detour into realms we have not been to since early November. We're going to talk some baseball real quick with our guy, Josh Towers. Uh, It's great to hear from you, Josh. How's your offseason been? (laughs) Adventure. It's adventurous, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's great to hear your voice. It's been too long. Uh, but, of course, uh, Josh, it's been a little bit difficult finding angles baseball-wise here because of this lockout. Of course, the uh, two sides have been meeting uh, in Jupiter, Florida this week. They seem to be meeting again today for a third consecutive day, which is big progress from where we've been these last few months. But, but Josh, I mean – as a player right now with an unknown of when this is even going to start, how do you even handle an off season like this? Uh, it, dude, it's, it's so hard for players. We're, we're so routine oriented. We like to be down there on the first spring training starts on Valentine's day, et cetera. 
it's it's so hard. And I just heard that it was in Jupiter the other day. And now that you say that, I think it's funny. I think like you want to get this thing resolved, send them to some remote place in Wisconsin or something where they have nothing to do and they'll end this lockout quick. No, I well look, Josh, I think part of it is that players want oh we're already in florida let's get right right there but i don't i don't disagree with that. i mean send, send them uh no, no no disrespect to the dakotas but but send them send no. them to one of the dakotas uh, and just uh go ahead and uh, Listen, get to get this thing jupiter is one of the nicest places on earth oh no I, we can golf we can fish it's beautiful <laughs> look any any of those spring training uh cities in florida or, or arizona are great uh like you said uh plenty of golf yeah. uh to be had in both of those spots but but josh let's say that they actually let's say both sides get this thing done this week because the deadline to not have any regular season games pushed or missed is on Monday, according to the, uh, the owner's side of this. But if let's assume we get this done full 162, does this, does it, does the delayed spring training impact how you think of this season going into it, assuming that this does get done this week and there is a full 162? Uh, yes, it's hard to truly explain veterans teams that have veterans will be better off. Like we know how to prepare young kids. Not, not so much. It's just, it's learned time and in and, and spring training is vital. We've seen this a few years ago where so many players didn't have teams. They created their own spring training site. And every one of those players was so far behind during the season and veterans included. And so the last thing we want for any continued success or for what we do in this world is to have anybody miss time because we're not going to be able to evaluate truly what they're trying to or what they're capable of doing. It's hard. Spring training is vital to our success. Josh Towers with us right now here on a numbers game, of course, former MLB pitcher. You hear him here on the network as a, as our MLB Expert here, of course. Uh, he also uh, hosted some uh, episodes of Bet Center with me uh, this past summer as well. Uh, Josh, uh, just looking at this offseason that is already of the moves that have already happened, because there's still a whole bunch of good players available when this lockout ends. But pre-lockout free agency boon, what stood out to you the most as the best move that was made? Well, that's a good question. Um, I, I find it interesting, by the way, like with this agreement, like we're trying to raise the major league minimum and that's relevant to anybody. And we're complaining about money over here, but we're giving 10 years, $350 million deals to guys. A couple of years ago, 300 million was the most unheard of thing ever. It's like, I feel like these guys are arguing about nothing. Um, bro, I'll tell you uh, right now, the the Tigers, I thought were a good team and kind of came out of nowhere because no one gave them credit. And they went and signed a couple guys this offseason that have gone under the radar so far. So until we see that team in uniform, I don't think people will give them respect. But that team is going to be really good. Um, I don't know if what Texas did is enough yet. They need to build some some pieces around it. But to add those two isn't eager. Give me it up the middle. Pretty impressive start, but they're trying to accomplish. Um, and then again, going back to last year, there's some teams that are 
that are giving us good value again. Like the Mets went and signed all these players, uh, like four or five guys. It's great. They need it. It's very important. But like what you and I talked about and the reason we bet against them so much last year was the depth. They don't have depth. And they're just doing that again. So we might find value against the Mets again. I mean, there's some there's some things that are shaking up that could play in our favor. Josh, uh, one, one more before uh, before we let you go here. Uh, just uh, looking at the guys that are still available, Chris Bryan, Freddie Freeman, the big names still available. Uh, what do you expect or what are you looking for once this lockout ends with those big names that are on the market still? What do you? Where do you think they go? Do you think there was a report yesterday to Freeman, the expectation is he may be leaving Atlanta now, which just feels flabbergasting to even think that could be in play. Uh, uh, real quick, I forgot that the Rangers signed John Gray. That's a big, that's a big yes. play for them. Yes. Um, as well. You know what? I don't, I want to see Freddie back in Atlanta. Like there's a couple things good in our game. That's one of them. Him in that uniform. It, these, these little leaks are great because if you ask Freddie Freeman, he'd be like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Like I've never said I wanted to go anywhere else. So it's, it's funny how things get leaked. I think there's a couple guys that are in good spots and a couple people that are in in, in bad spots. I, I think there's guys out there that if they're going to get a massive deal, there's no contract out there for them. I think the Confortos of the world are going to have to take a lot less money than they think. Um, but if, if I'm – listen, if, if, if Freeman is really available, I might be backing the truck up for him. I, I would, too. I would, too. We talked about it all, all last summer, just how important he is to that team, that city, and, of course, a world champion if he leaves in his last year yeah. there with the Braves. Of course, he's Josh Towers. You can get him on the tweets at no, don't Josh. That's, his Twitter handle is just a reminder to, to say, Josh, don't do it. Don't tweet it out, even though it doesn't matter. He tweets it anyway. Uh, of course, you see him on the network uh, a, a, as a host sometimes, as our, uh, a, as our MLB expert as well. Of course, uh, pitched in the majors as for almost a decade as well in multiple stops, uh, Baltimore and Toronto and Colorado and the Yankees for Josh Towers. Josh, it's awesome to hear you, man. Uh, I, I hope uh, hope everything is well. And we'll, as soon as this mess with the CBA is all resolved, we're going to be hearing from you more often. Thanks, as always, for being with us. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks, buddy. Good seeing y'all. Of course. Always great to talk with Josh Towers. I I, I love Josh. I love him. I, he was always, always fun to do those shows with. During the summer, and once we once we get the, I just I just want this lockout to end. Like again, I'm not. Last year's baseball season was a little bit of a struggle for me to get all the way through. I think that more had to do with my fandom more than anything. But the fact that right now, where if you're baseball, you have the most talent you've ever had. Period in the history of your game. And you're willing at this point, you're, according to the owner's side, five days away from possibly saying, you know what, we're going to have to miss regular season games. That's just unfathomable to me. And, and look, I'll say this also, on, on both sides here, and Josh made a point here, and I, I again, I will always lean towards the players on this, but it is kind of strange where you have – there's not enough money in the game and you have the top players making X 
and in the lower end making a lot, lot significantly less. Again, the other interesting thing that I never quite understood, because minor league spring training is underway. All the minor league guys, the non-40-man roster guys, they're there. Your triple-A baseball, your double-A baseball, that's happening regardless this year. Maybe you know, maybe that's a question for Jason Weingarten later. Has Jason Weingarten actually started handicapping these triple-A and double-A rosters? So if we don't have regular season major league baseball out of the shoot here, does he have something to bet on baseball-wise? That's you know what I there we go. We just we just we just got a question for Weingarten when we get him at the top of the next hour. But coming up next though, our guy Jim Root. College basketball galore yesterday. I'll ask him, I'll ask him about the Yukon Villanova game because I want to see what he takes away from that. And there are a few big ones tonight on the college hoops slate. Jim Root, college hoops talk, the man from Three Man Weave, joins us next on a numbers game here on VCIN, the Esports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show today or anything we've done on the VSIN schedule, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. So go to vsin.com slash podcast and get coast to coast hoops with Greg Peterson. Every single game is broken down by Greg Peterson on coast to coast hoops. And then uh, he's finding all the betting opportunities there are, which he finds in every game. There's also the Beating the Book pod with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, Hardwood Handicappers with JVT, plus own feeds for the Lombardi line. Follow the money, my guys in the desert, and this show. They're all free and available now. VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your pods. It is a numbers game here on VEASAN. I'm Jeff Parles. Parlay in for Gil here these last few days and Today, tomorrow, and Friday before Gil makes his triumphant return on Monday. It'll be a fun discussion on Monday of uh, Gil's, uh, Gil's trip. Fun destinations for Mr. Alexander over the last few days. But uh, let's, uh, let's, go, uh, let's bring our guy Jim Root in. Three-man weaver himself, Jim Root, at Second Chance Points on the tweets. The Missouri flag is in distress. Not much of a shock after another disaster for our Tigers last night against Tennessee, losing by 19. But Jim, other than that, last night I, there were some in, there were some bizarro finishes last night, and let's just start with the bizarro game that was the big one in the Big East in Hartford, Connecticut. They finally win a big one in conference here. They beat Villanova at home, seventy-one sixty-nine, a push on the number. Uh, if you lay two, Jim, this game just had a little bit of everything, didn't it? Yeah, it, well, I, I'll start. It broke my heart because I have a Villanova to win the, the Big East future. And that's really going to be tough now with, with Providence's schedule and, and Villanova being two games back. So that was a bummer. Uh, but, yeah, the, the refs are the story, unfortunately. They they took the stage early with the Danny Hurley ejection for one soft technical and one completely insane technical. Uh, the second one was ridiculous. He's just pumping up the crowd. Like, he, that's coaches do that all the time. Uh, but it was kind of a reputation technical. I, I, I think he uh, has a tendency to get under the nerves of the officials. So perhaps there was some of it to, to that. And then at the end, yeah, I mean, craziness at the end, Villanova, the, the team you trust with a lead basically all the time, they make free throws, they take care of the ball. You get a shaky jump ball call, a shaky charge call, and 
man, that, that, that does it. That's a big one for UConn. Certainly boost them up the seed line. I don't think any less of Villanova because I quite frankly thought it was a charge and he got fouled not, not a jump ball, but uh, they're probably not going to win the big East now unless Providence trips up. That's, that's a big deal for the Friars who have never won a big East regular season title before. Well, well, Jim, and one other point that I made earlier in the show for Villanova, this is the biggest ramifications even more so than the big East regular season is that region in Philadelphia they basically, in order for the committee to really be justified in putting them in there, they really have to be either the top two, which won't happen, or the top three seed in order to be in that Philadelphia region. Any losses at this point makes that take a hit? Yeah, it's it's difficult because, well, it's weird. You know, usually there's a ton of great teams on the East Coast, and, and a site like Philadelphia would be really popular with, with the top teams in bracketology, but it's not really the case this year. There's a lot of good teams out West. There's some good teams down South with Auburn and Duke. So there's a chance that Villanova, even if they do get a three seed and, and aren't looking that sharp, still get the Philadelphia region. We saw in the top 16 reveal, they did have the top three seed. They were number nine overall. They got shipped to Philadelphia, which that's going to be brutal. If you're, you're the one or two seed and you're basically playing a true road game in the sweet 16 or the elite eight, I, I don't know. I, they, their principles are so set on ge- geography that if they're in that top 16 and they're one of the sites available when they're on, up on the S curve, they'll still probably go there. But I'm with you. That's that is a tough draw for a higher seed. If you you're, you have that basically true road game in a later round. Well, I'm sure John Calipari would love that. Get the top two seed and get your draw. Oh, you get a whole you get a, a true road game in the sweet 16. And I've been to Villanova games in the tournament at Wells Fargo, that is a legitimate home game for Villanova. There's no, there's no, oh, it's going to be a split crowd. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. Villanova is going to be 80% of the crowd if that's a tournament game in Philadelphia with the Cats there. Jim, uh, other than that game, uh, last night there were a lot of, a lot of weird results, a lot of close games. Uh, every single Ken Palm favorite won last night, which may be the weirdest thing of all. Just what other takeaways did you have from last night? Yeah, favorites dominated. That, that was that was weird to see. Uh, there are a couple games where the betting underdog was actually the winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe St. Thomas, the first game of the day, was like plus one and a half. They won, UNLV. but they were a favorite. Yep, UNLV uh, at the end of the night as well. So start and finish of the night, there were technically upsets, but yeah, but for, per Mr. Pomeroy's numbers, they were uh, all favorites across the board. It, it felt like a good night to be kind of a square better, unfortunately to say, but a lot of the bigger favorites covered. Uh, I mean, one of my best bets last night was Texas Tech minus 10 at home. And in the second half, they won by like 30. So I was a beneficiary of it as well. Uh, but I don't know if we see that trend continuing tonight. I wouldn't try to jump on that as though it's going to be some sort of late February charge for favorites. I think it was more of an anomaly, more of a fluke. I wouldn't take that as something where you can uh, auto bet favorites going forward just because of it last night. Texas Tech, let's go there. I'm happy you brought them up because. I didn't bet that game. I was a little bit concerned. Oh, they're coming off beating Texas again. Maybe they maybe they come out slow, which I guess technically they were slower in the first half than they were in the second half, yeah. uh, winning by 24, a game that was as dead of a dead under as we saw all night. But, Jim, I, look, the market still hasn't fully gotten there, at least futures-wise, with Texas Tech from where I think they really should be. They, they're this rate, they're ending up on the two line when this is all said and done. 
Yeah, they are certainly pushing that way in something last like last night where they blow somebody out like Oklahoma that ups their quality metrics, ups their Ken Palm rating. And uh, they're up to six at Ken Palm right now. And we've seen that take some influence on seeding at this point. So the fact that they've risen that high in quality metrics, predictive stuff, that is going to be pushing them towards the, the two line. And if they're really the sixth best team in college basketball, then the current odds do not match that whatsoever. I know they were just recently like still 35 to one to win the title, maybe somewhere around six or 10 to one to make the final four. Like, it, they they have done nothing wrong really this year. They finally figured out winning away from home with the at Baylor, the at Texas win. I, I think this team is fully legitimate. The offense is starting to sharpen up a little bit. It's not as big of a drag on their efficiency as it's been in the past. And they have maybe the best defense in the entire country. They they are legitimate. They're fun to watch. The defense is suffocating. They're a real threat in March. They're a play a team you don't want to play. I that's yes. the the simplest way to put it, a team you just don't, if you're, if they're in your bracket, you're like, well, really, we're going to have to play this team in the Elite Eight if we're Auburn or if, or, or, or if you're Arizona. That's just not a draw that you want. Uh, you know who I want to play right now? I, I want to play Tom Izzo in March because that Michigan State team is a disaster. If well, I'm a mid-major, I, I'm like, oh, give me Michigan State in the first round. Well, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy you brought them up because uh, before we get to your plays here, Jim, uh, Tom Izzo's not doing any coaching. That that team is too much talent to look this bad, Jim. Yeah, and, you know, going through – I did this yesterday looking at some ATS history. It's not that good in March recently. He's just not. He's, no. he's sub-500 in his last 30 games that take place in the month of March. That narrative has been overcooked, I think, basically since the 2015 run where he took a seven seed to the Final Four. Since then, it's been a lot of average in the postseason for them. And the, the thing last night that was really disappointing, and I, my cousin that isn't a huge college basketball fan texted me this. He's like, there's quit factor in Michigan State. Oh, yeah. That is something you don't see from a Tom Izzo team. They've got some veteran experience, guys that have been there for a while, and they just rolled over and died last night. You can't do that if you're a, a Tom Izzo, Michigan State, physical toughness identity. I have some major concerns for them going forward because it's not the first time we saw that. The at Rutgers game, they did the same mm-hmm. thing. It, there's some real issues for that Spartan team. All right, Jim, rapid fire. We have a minute here. What are your three plays tonight? Three plays. I like Wake Forest laying three on the road. It's been bet up a little bit, but Clemson's got major, major injury issues. So I, I like Wake Forest with a lot more to play for there on the road. Uh, next one, Auburn laying 16 at home. This is right in line with Texas Tech last night. Auburn's 12-1-1 against the spread at home. They're awful loss. They need to boost their quality metrics a little bit now to get up back uh, in in the ironclad one seed discussion. I think they blow them out at home. And then last one off the extra board, Navy and Loyola, Maryland under low, low number around 120, 121. I think this one stays way under Uh, Navy's got eight straight games that have gone under all around 100 points. I I think this is another one for the under for them. Okay. So lay in the wood with Auburn laying with wake on the road at Clemson. You and I agree on that. And then the requirement extra board game, Navy and Loyola under a very low total uh, there for Jim Root. Uh, You can get Jim on the tweets at Second Chance Points. Uh, Him, Kai, Matt do a tremendous job with three-man weed. By the way, before we go, the hat that Matt was wearing on your stream yesterday was was elite, (laughs) Jim. It was an elite hat. That's all I got to say. I'll tell him to bring it back today. (laughs) Jim, thanks as always, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Of course, Jim Root, everyone, of course, of Three Man Weave. 
Ooh, we're doing power rankings. That's coming up next. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet on more than just the final score with one game parlay at BetMGM. One game parlay is designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log in today to your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. If you're new to BetMGM, sign up today. And we'll make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with the bonus code you see on your screen, VSIN1000. That's V-S-I-N-1-0-0-0. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps for rooms, restaurants, and more at over 20 MGM results na- resorts, I should say, nationwide. Try one game parlay today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older to place a wager. It's a new customer offer only. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expired seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. The promotional offers are not available in Mississippi and Nevada. And one game parlay is not available in Washington, D.C. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. Why Tom check here as well. Jason Weingarten coming on the top of the next hour. Always excited to talk to our guy, Jason Weingarten. Of course, host now the podcast on our network, The Wide World of Weingarten. I, I, I'm happy we stumbled upon that one question from earlier. We will absolutely be asking him the minor league baseball question when we get him in the next segment. But we have power rankings here. Now, it, w- it, w- it would have been silly because we did it on Friday and there have been a grand total of zero real NBA games played since then, even though Chris Paul's thumb injury injury could change things for some. If I'm going off long, the way I did my NBA power rankings is a little bit different than I have d- did my NFL power rankings during the season. A little bit differently than slightly differently from what I'm doing in the college basketball power rankings. But assuming Chris Paul is back 
for the second round of the NBA playoffs, Phoenix is still the team to beat from a period in the NBA. That doesn't change. If Chris Paul doesn't come back and is not 100% healthy by a second-round matchup where, look, I still think they'd probably beat Utah in a seven-game series. They pro- the Suns would probably beat Dallas in a seven-game series. It'd be a lot. It would be a lot more hesitation in order to play them. Be more confident in them. They had to play Golden State in a seven-game series if Draymond is back for Golden State and Paul isn't back for Phoenix. Then you'd be looking to go against the Suns. But until then, we have months, six to eight weeks until reevaluation. If he's reevaluated on the early side of that and he's ready to go in eight weeks. Phoenix is just fine because they will get through. If it's Minnesota the or either the L.A. teams, they'll get through in the first round of the playoffs, even if Chris Paul can't go, especially if it's the Lakers, if Anthony Davis is not 100%. Let's get into these the college hoops power rankings, though. Let's get into them. We have our top 10. Now I will say this. Not any change in one and two for me. Kentucky, I would argue... I know Kentucky beat Kansas by 20 at Fog Allen. Kentucky coming from 16 back at home against Alabama, who is wildly inconsistent, I understand that, with no Wheeler and no Washington is as good of a win as anyone has had in college basketball all year, period. I know that may seem as a stretch, but to make that comeback without your two best guards – and arguably, you're, I know Sheboy's the wooden award favorite, but you can make the argument that Washington and Wheeler are more important to Kentucky than Sheboy. That was impressive. Gonzaga stays at one. Gonzaga's just, now that we, we said this last week, now that Chet Holmgren has solved college basketball, Gonzaga is very well set up to, at a bare minimum, make it back to the Final Four, probably even make it back to the national title game. Arizona moves up to number three. The Wildcats, again, their profile, their profile is as good as anyone's. It's funny. My one, two, three is the same as Ken Buck. Arizona, though, seventh in offensive efficiency, eighth in defensive efficiency with a very fast tempo. That is a very difficult combination to beat. The problem that they have and why they're not number one, Kentucky when healthy to me is better than them, and Gonzaga is on top of me thinking they're better than them. Gonzaga's metrics are much better than them. Gonzaga is right now in Ken Palm. They're five points better in the adjusted overall rating than Kentucky, who's number two. Which then if you go five points, if you subtract five from Kentucky – You'd have all have to go all the way to 14th to get a bigger differential than one to two. Three through 13, tighter than one to two right now. Two to 13, I should say. Purdue comes in at number four. Now, yesterday on Blind Resumes, I didn't love Purdue's resume. This is more of a, I'm not sure what to do with Auburn at the moment because they've been wildly inconsistent away from playing at home this year. So Purdue slides up to four. Not the utmost confidence in that, but Purdue at four. Auburn's at five. Auburn and Texas Tech, five, six, will more than likely, by the time the NCAA tournament starts, 
hop Purdue on my on my power rankings list. They're just at the moment Purdue is slightly better than Auburn. Texas Tech. The only concern that I have is their offense can go into a shell at points. You can see that. Happen. By the way, Texas Tech after yesterday, this is coupled with San Diego State's loss at Boise last night. Texas Tech vaulted to number one of adjusted defense in Ken Palm over San Diego State, thanks to holding te- uh, Oklahoma to 42 points in 65 possessions last night. Dominance from the Red Raiders in that win. They're at six. Seven and eight interchangeable. I, I Again, healthy Baylor to me is better than Kansas, but we haven't seen healthy Baylor in a while. Baylor was lucky to get a Gal- out of Gallagher-Iba earlier in the week in Stillwater against Oklahoma State with a win. Very lucky. These two teams play over the weekend in Waco, Baylor and Kansas. Baylor healthy. Again, they need Cryer back, who's missed almost a whole month now. They get him back. They're a legitimate threat again to make the Final Four and maybe even win the title for a second consecutive year. As I said last week, I don't trust Kansas. There's just something about him I don't like. I think Abaji's an elite player. McCormick is one of the most improved players in the country year to year. But turn the ball over too much. And Kansas scares me. They're number eight. And in Duke and and UCLA, I needed two teams to fill out the top ten. I don't love Duke. I don't think Krzyzewski's done much coaching with this team. They're very talented. They're very good offensively. They're almost elite defensively. I count top 20 in Ken Palm. You're elite, elite of the elite defensively. Duke just misses a 22nd. Duke, by the way, in action tonight. Four and a half for five-point favorite on the road at Virginia, who, of course, as we know, beat them at Cameron Indoor earlier in the month. And then the last one, UCLA, who their metrics play out better than what the committee seeded them at in their 16 seeds. UCLA's 10 in Ken Palm. They're top 15 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. That is a good recipe for success in the NCAA tournament. So UCLA comes in at number 10. If Villanova had won last night, I probably would have vaulted Villanova to 10 over UCLA, but they lose last night, so they just stay out of the top 10. Other teams that just miss, Illinois just misses, and I know that they are they just finally got into the top 20 in Ken Palm. Arkansas Razorbacks are really good. What Eric Musselman has done at Fayetteville quickly is really impressive. And they had a really good win last night coming from behind on the road in Gainesville. I don't love Florida. I don't think Mike White's a great coach. But they Arkansas was down. Down as much as eight in the second half and comes back and wins comfortably. Easy win, easy cover in the end in a game that was a lot tighter than the final score indicated as an eight-point win. But Musselman, again, look, as a college coach, there's no arguing what Eric Musselman has done. There's no arguing. Made three straight tournaments in Nevada with a, with a team where he inherited it. I, it wasn't the best of situations, Arena. Went over 500. At least 10 games over 500 all four years there. Inherited a mediocre Arkansas program. Year two in the Elite Eight. More than possible, year three is going back into draws. Very, very much like that Arkansas team yet again. Jason Weingarten. 
Our guy, host of the Wide World of Wine Garden, he's going to be joining us next. we got a lot to cover. Golf, maybe even minor league baseball talk with Jason Weingarten next. Numbers Game Beeson. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.